Welcome to the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where Christian men get together to talk about real issues, real struggles, and real victories. We're here to have honest conversations about what it means to be a Christian man in today's world. We'll be talking about marriage, fatherhood, leadership, faith, and more. And we'll be doing it all in a way that is honest, open, and unscripted. Subscribe today and join us on this journey. There you go. Turn us off. Go ahead, Seth. We were talking about some stuff just last week. Yeah. Um, so my name is Seth, and I'm here with Alan and John. Uh, and we're uh, Christian Men Unscripted, and we've been talking about a bunch of things over the past several um, weeks. But last week, we talked about prayer, and we talked about um, how we pray with our family, how we pray with, um, you know, how, how prayer is really valuable, very important for us as t- as we grow and as we get to learn and be more intimate with God and more intimate with our family, as we talked about with our family and, and praying with our wives. and And so... So we were talking earlier that we wanted to talk about idolatry a little bit of our families, but I just wanted to kind of think about what is it, what does idolatry mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think about in, hmm. in uh, Exodus and, and Deuteronomy and Leviticus, all the laws that, that we got um, from the Mosaic law and how God says, have no other gods before me, have no other idols before me. And, um, uh, sorry, Seth just is, looking, just, now you know, I'm just looking around. I'm fun. Just trying to figure out how to get rid of an echo on this mic. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm hearing you. All it's, right, cool. I like the unscripted aspect of this show, by the way. Seth is talking. I'm paying attention to him. And then in the meantime, Alan is looking around, almost like he's wondering, where is this echo coming <laughs> from? This how this is how this goes. Keep yeah. going on idolatry. All right. All right. So um, <laughs> so God, God said, have no other gods before me and no other idols. And and uh, I think that's a something where we think, oh, yeah, like, of course, we don't have idols. Like, I don't have a, a random statue in my house that I'm that I'm praying to every week um, or every day. Um, but the other thing is the other thought about idols is having something before God, have them something above God. And um, uh, oftentimes, I think for us, we have things we have random things like in our, our houses. We've talked about how our material possessions can sometimes really stop us from following what God has for us. And so in some ways that would be an idol for us is our possessions is that, you know, we feel like God's calling us to take a job or to quit something, but we have a house or we have these different things that we want to continue in. Um, and so that kind of deters us from following what God has for us or sometimes for our kids or our wives or different things like that. So, um, you know, for me, I oftentimes think, what is it that I'm not willing to get rid of? in mm. my life that 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 might be the indication of that as an idol that if god had said hey seth i want you to get rid of this thing what is it that i'm like well, i hope he doesn't ask about that yeah i hope yeah. he doesn't i hope he doesn't tell me to get rid of that thing you know yeah and that might indicate that that's something that i'm holding too tightly to no that's a, actually a really interesting point because you're you're talking about physical idols first right because that's where our minds go mm-hmm. and it I had a great friend growing up and his mom was Buddhist and I loved her and I loved that kid. And, and, and we were basically grew up together, but it was weird. You'd go into their house and she would be in the corner praying to Buddha with incense going. And she had all these things. That's literally the visual image of what the Bible talks about, not worshiping idols, idols made by men's hands. Hmm. And then Christians have a tendency to do that as well. Let's, let's be honest. Chris, my wife and I had this conversation actually just today about the idolatry of, you know, her, I think it's her mom or something that won't even have a cross in her house because she doesn't want it to come across as idolatry, right? Like you're, you're worshiping an idol or an image yeah. or an object. 
Um, so I think there's a balance there. That's more of a reminder. Hmm. But then it's, you're exactly right. When you say what comes before God in my life or, and now you're looking at, okay, I have a personal relationship with God, mm-hmm. but do I keep that as my top priority or is there something else being prioritized in my life before mm-hmm. I have this relationship with God, I guess is kind of what you're pointing out. And so we yeah. forget that that can be an idol in our life as well. Yeah. So. And I think another thing we've talked about this before is that, you know, in entertainment is, is we have people that we look to, we go to, or, or, you know, like uh, the Super Bowl recently, you know, every, a lot of people were watching it because of Taylor Swift or, you know, and uh, so Oh God, that's a whole show right there that every other topic can, every other sports show can talk about that. Right. But, uh, you know, that is an example of a, of a idol. Like we have American idol. We've talked about this. We joked about that a few weeks ago. It's coming on in a couple of weeks. So we we already kind of talked about how those there, we do idolize entertainers. We idolize, you know, we will pay a certain amount of money. We'll pay it, you know, exorbitant amount of money to go see people live in concert which I'm not saying is a bad, necessarily a bad thing, but um, it is something where you have to look at that. Is that my, am I, is this person or is this entertainer or is this thing an idol because I'm willing to spend this amount of money or I'm willing, I'm not willing to give this thing up because of, of what God has maybe asked me to do or, or what, what he's doing in my life. So are there, are there things, are there people, are there entertainers that are in our life that um, aren't helping us, but we're not willing to get rid of them or we're trying to hold tightly to them. So on the same topic, because I'm not like a starstruck person. So I end up kind of like, Oh, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I find some entertainers, they're, they're talented. They're fascinating. Mm -hmm. I have certain actors or actresses or singers that I do like. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, not like, Oh, I'm higher. I'm holier than now. I don't care. I mostly don't even know who these people are when you say their name until I see them, you know, but prior to coming over here today, having a thought process of, the prayer, like we talked about last week. And then as I was kind of getting my day going this morning, it, it reminded me of quite a few things, like why even Alan started this podcast, mm-hmm. which is just kind of our dynamic with our families, our dynamic with our kids. And so I actually got in the car to drive to this studio and uh, it's not close, but I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking like, you know, as usual, we, we don't talk about what we're going to talk about ahead of time necessarily. We don't, this is completely unscripted, but I did think, you know, last week we talked about prayer. What am I, what is my prayer life? How does it look actually? How does it actually look? It's not just words. How does it actually look? And I got to thinking like every morning I wake up as I'm getting out of bed, my wife is still asleep. I, the first thing I do is I pray over my wife. I praise God that I, that they even have her. Mm-hmm. I praise God that he's preserved my marriage in spite of how everything I've ever done. And, and, you know, like he preserves it. Thank you God for that. And then I, I spend time not only praying and thanking God for that, praying for her. And then I pray over my kids. And now they're not in the house. I used to walk over to their doors and pray over their doors while they were sleeping. And, um, but I spend a lot of time on that. Now that got me to thinking every negative thought almost that captures my mind ends up being some concern over my kids more than anything tied into idolatry, which is why we ended up talking about idolatry before turning these microphones on, which is why we're on that topic. Because then I thought, wow, is my prayer life actually an indication of my idolatrous thought process of almost putting my kids before my relationship with the Lord. And I'm not trying to get all weird, but it's something, Alan, as soon as I started talking like that, you're nodding because (laughs) I think we have that same 
and I know you do too, Seth, because you have the young kids, but we have kids that are going through the teenage stuff. And it seems like it's impacted me more than ever during those times yeah. that am I idolizing my kids because I worry so much about them. I think that's the hardest thing is they say, hey, you know, people might like when your kid's driving, they start driving like we've talked about. She's going to get her license in a month. And I like, you know, you're. If people drive bad out here. I'm thinking <laughs> you're going to kill somebody or kill yourself. And I've had, you know, you guys are telling me, you know, it's whatever God's plan is. And it's hard to, to, uh, go with that. I guess you would say, you know, like, no, I, she's taking her driving test in a month and I hope she fails. <laughs> I don't want her to drive <laughs> because I'm just worried. And it's, that's where you, you have, I have a hard time, like, mm. you know, letting it's all in your plan. And, mm-hmm. I feel like it's my plan. I don't want you to pass the test. I don't want you driving. And then I have a hard time doing that. So that's where that idolatry comes in. And other than that, my kids and the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> I mean, I, when you guys are talking, that's all I'm thinking about. Like if you yeah. took football away from me, it'd be okay. If the Browns were gone, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But, and I don't know why it's my, if they lose my, my week is ruined. <laughs> Yeah. So that's, I guess that's another thing that I do, but I don't burn incense or anything around it. <laughs> but <laughs> anymore. we come yeah, over, right we come over, there's always like these old weird incense sticks over here by his Cleveland Brown helmet in the corner. Like, what are you doing, bro? What's going on? But yeah, I think uh, that's where it is with my kids and my son. Like I, I'm now that he's older, he's, you know, I'm less worried about him because he's kind of grown up more. I feel more confident in what he's doing and her, I just worry about. I think that's where, what kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And I realize there's a balance, right? Mm-hmm. There's a real balance to saying, okay, we are called to train up a child in the way they should go. And I love the study on that, by the way, mm-hmm. that it actually isn't, you know, a lot of people will quote that it's out of Proverbs and they'll, you mm-hmm. know, train up a child in the way they should go and they'll return to that way or, you know, and I'm paraphrasing and butchering it. But so in Christendom, if you will, Christians will cling to that when they have a wayward child or they're having issues with their, with their child or whatever. And they'll say that. There's actually a little more depth to that, though, that talks about training them up to their specific needs because they have an individual walk. There's there's a lot of depth to the way the language is in there. And it's not just that you just, you know, put the round hole and the round peg kind of a thing. There's a there's a little bit of a difference for each individual. And so there actually is a little more effort as a parent to do that. The flip side is, am I helicopter parenting or, or whatever, so much so worrying so much so that I've turned this into an idolatrous situation in my own life? Yeah. So I realize there's is a balance. It, you, is it you that or is it worry? Yeah. And then there's a sin of worry, dude. Is yeah. God sovereign or is he not? Yeah. 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 That, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. I mean, I was a youth pastor for several years and, and I kind of saw, you know, helicopter parents. I saw you know, a lot of those different things that were going on um, and how it impacted teenagers. And um, so one of the things that uh, I saw is that, when for teens at least specifically is they start to kind of get to a place where they want to have uh, some control or some kind yeah. of autonomy. You know, a lot of times parents, when they exert kind of their authority, it can hurt the kids a lot and hurt them from what they, um, they're, they're thinking that they have, you know, this ability to do something or they, they should have this ability and the parents, you know, sit there, they, they shouldn't. And sometimes it's, they both have very valid reasons yeah. and as, as I've, as I experienced it as a youth pastor. Um, but the impact that parents 
not kind of not allowing kids to kind of get into the world and try to kind of kind of work out their own kind of uh, abilities and their own relationship with God, their own trust in God that has really impacted a lot of families. And I've got I know several families where um, we did mission trips and they wouldn't let their kids go to the mission trips because they're worried about what would happen there. Yeah. And uh, now they don't have you know close relationship with their kids at all because, yeah. you know, they 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 exerted too much control mm-hmm. over their child's life. And then that hurt them. Yeah. Um, so do you see a lot of that? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen, did, let's just talk about it for a second, because you you like you're homeschooling your kids right now. Yeah. Homeschooling is a fantastic thing. I am not opposed to it at all. But I genuinely believe that is there is a balance in there, too, because you'll see. And I did not homeschool my kids. Now, there are certain aspects where I think I probably should have maybe during a certain period or whatever, sometimes. But to be honest with you, I feel like as long as we've done the very best we can, we have not. By the way, we we didn't. There were times in my life where I didn't. Full disclosure, I, I didn't keep my family completely surrounded by the Word of God. I didn't hover that over my children in the best possible way. And I mean that the best possible way. There were times yeah. where my career and fun and other things in my own walk kind of hampered the, the raising of the kids. But then sometimes you'll see kids that are homeschooled, the only friends, the only people they know are Christians. The only uh, exposure to the quote unquote world outside their doors is is church, church, Christian school, maybe Christian activities. Great things, by the way. Please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Those are fantastic foundational things for kids to constantly be around. Mm-hmm. But then those are the kids that all of a sudden are in high school or going off to college. And then you meet them and it's like they are literally shocked that other kids who claim to be Christians are cussing or drinking or, yeah. or that bad things happen to good people, the sheltering thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think there's, a, there is a balance to kind of like, Hey, there's, we have to be in this foundation of who is Jesus and the word right. of God. But we also recognize that we may not be of the world, but we are living in the world and here's what the world is. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know if that makes any kind of sense, Like you're talking about is scary. You, we worry about them being yeah. out there. Yeah, but there's, mean, a, there's a point where we protect them too much. Yeah, and well, I well working in a school, I see kids all the time, and it's a Christian school, but mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, most of them don't seem like they're. It seems like they're oh, they're inundated with it at school, and same with my daughter. My son was the same way. He didn't. He was like, I don't want to go to church on Sunday. I get it mm-hmm. all week, mm-hmm. and then I watch these kids, and they don't. I mean, I'm sure they're Christian. They say they are, but they don't live like that. Yeah, and it's hard as a kid. I understand. Oh, I yeah. mean, you you're living for the world as a kid because you have all this stuff in front of you, TikTok, Facebook, everything. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've been sick for a week, so. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> We're all going to get sick. And why does he keep making us I'm use not, his too. microphone too? Yeah. He'll no, like I'm, cough I'm, into it and be like, you know what, can you use this I'm microphone? We're like, what? <laughs> but I always wonder with these kids, they, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. your mouthy. Um, no, I feel great today. I'm going to go to the gym after this. But yeah. um. I I was thinking about that last week, like doing a devotional for my eighth graders. And I'm like, what do you guys find your identity in? I mean, what do you put first in your life? And none of them said, God, none of them. And mm-hmm. it's easy. Like they're, it's mostly gaming. It's mostly yeah. video games. It's mostly, you know, their friends or, you know, whatever. And I was the same way, I think, even as an adult. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, idols in my life were easy. Like Michael Jordan, you know, yeah. Cleveland Browns, yeah. uh, everything. I think so. I think that's why I like doing this podcast. I think that's why I like working with kids because if I would have had something like that, even if it wouldn't have set in at that age, mm-hmm. I had that foundation. So you give them that foundation. So even, you know, with my kids, I think we've talked about it before. It is, um, yeah, they might not 
understand what we're doing now, but like, just like my son, as he grew up, as he became an adult, then it started sinking in. So that goes right back to what yeah. we're talking about, training up a child and then they come back and you're seeing the result of that with your right. kid. And yeah. I think that's really neat. And that's why I wanted to bring it back yeah. to that. So, and I, and I think that one of the issues that I've seen is that oftentimes we try to keep our kids too safe. Yeah. Kids just get so comfortable and can, you know, and, and there's no, um, like we're, we as parents aren't exerting our faith in any sort of, um, meaningful, risky way. Then our kids kind of experience that, see it, and it's doesn't become meaningful or, or, uh, risky either. You know, that's kind of, yeah. I think that there's some place where we need to take more risks with our own faith. Like I want to see a guy in the corner and I feel like I want to go, Share the gospels him to sleep. Oh no! Okay, yeah. I, just I mean, th- like, they're... <laughs> excuse me, sir. Would you like a place <laughs> to sleep? Well, I, I <laughs> there's mean... room in my son's floor, and been... <laughs> we are. By the, by the way, we're supposed to be like that. That's hospitality. Yeah, That's have, a whole other yeah. episode to talk yeah. about, isn't it? I have friends that that I just read that they do ministry, and they invited a, a family, a young family, 21, 18, and they had three kids, and gave them a place to stay, and a, allowed them their kids to stay there while they did stuff to get apartments that's and awesome. so it was yeah. really really i was like man that's really cool that's a that's a risk that yeah. people see and their kids see yeah and it becomes very, that very, be meaningful. very difficult to do but yeah. that, but that, i'm yeah. not saying no no i mean that sounds more safe than just the random guy on the corner you know at least yeah. those people had kids if yeah. they were their own you know yeah so <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah help us but yeah. I, so i don't want to there's two things i don't want to pass up on one is uh, just I, I kind of briefly mentioned the homeschool. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean it in the best possible way. I don't know if you have a counterpoint to like that's mm-hmm. the only way to do it. Kind of a thought. Yeah. And the reason why I'm asking you that, Seth, is because of course that's what you're in. But I, you also said something a few weeks ago. Might have been last week or the week. I think it was a week prior when we were talking about cussing. And I, and I thought it was very good that yeah. you kind of shared with your kids. There's a lot to make fun of, by the way, on that episode too. But you <laughs> shared with your kids, you know, like, hey, there's even, you know, bad words are, are not necessarily bad words. They're not, they're not bad people. They're just words, you know, yeah. but you kind of shared these are words people use kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely butchering what you said, but my point was exposing our kids to mm-hmm. the reality of a hurt and dying and suffering world mm-hmm. out there rather than trying to shelter them from it is and sort yeah. of letting them know people just don't know any better. You know, like Jesus yeah. literally said, forgive them. They know not what they do. Right. You know, not to yeah. be high and mighty, not mm-hmm. to be like that. But yeah, I mean, it's exactly. I, for my kids, I, I try to be like, hey, it's not, we're not bad words. They're unkind words because we don't want them to associate them to being just bad people because they use those words. Like sometimes they'll be like, hey, sister, you... Uh, did this. And I was like, Hey, was that, was that kind? Those are unkind words. And you didn't say like, you know, it's yeah. just words that didn't build them yeah. up. Ah, oh, God, and, we still, we've been talking about this for a few weeks and I still have to get better at building people up. Mm-hmm. I got to share, look at Seth. I was joking with my wife because Seth put out this really nice, we're on a group text, you know, as everybody in the mm-hmm. world is the three of us, Seth, Alan, <laughs> and myself are on a group text. And Seth put out this super nice. I can't wait to be with you guys. I'm excited. This is why we have to make everyone like Seth the best, right? Because he's nice. He sends out this like, it's going to be awesome. First thing I do is like a, one of those, is it a GIF? A GIF thing? And it's like, meh, with like a dude, like who cares? And then Alan sends even a more harsh one that I won't say, but it's even <laughs> not cussing or anything. It's just kind of funny, but kind of offensive, but like, meh, you know. And um, it made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. But we love each other and we get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm like, that's not very edifying, Alan, now that I think about it. That's well, what I'm trying to say. Thank yeah. you. Just yep. trying to say. I was very okay. excited. 
<laughs> that's how we show excitement. He, no, that's exactly like he just covers up his excitement with those. Yeah, yeah. But well, you guys do. There's a lot of hurt and damage. Yeah, it's, it's exactly emotional was, pain. There. There's a lot of this um, crass cop mentality. This crass <laughs> that you know uh, when people are exposed yeah. to a lot of trauma, well, they they create a a wall of hostility. You yeah. know. It's funny, we talked about the cussing episode, and then um, I was coaching basketball, my JV basketball team, and there were a bunch of knuckleheads, and, uh, you know, I finally, at the end of the, I'm going to, maybe we bleep it out, but I'm going to say it, and they were just acting like a bunch of jerks, and I was like, you guys, you're acting like a bunch of jackasses, and they are like, who, you know, because they're at a Christian school, and yeah. I was like, ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I was waiting for an email from a parent, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they settled down, they, but that's what yeah. I'm saying, unkind words. Not only yeah. in person, though. <laughs> yeah, stubborn. Yeah, they're very. Yeah, so that brings back to the question: like, stubborn. when is there a, a good time? Because there might there the, we did still didn't decide. Is there a good time to use? Yeah, um, I thought that know. was very appropriate at the time. Yeah, there are so, teenagers, mm-hmm. 15, 16, 17. So I want to jump back in on something <clears throat> Alan said because going all the way, bringing this full circle back to the fact that last week we talked about prayer, then we kind of that kind of rolled into the thought of idolatry and idolizing our kids and stuff. You actually even used a word, Alan, asking kids, where do they find their identity? Mm-hmm. And none of them said it was in Jesus. Mm-hmm. By the way, most adults, a lot of Christian adults, you know, they'll either try to say that to hyper-spiritualize their response among other Christians, mm-hmm. yet it's probably still not true. Right. Or they just won't think of that. They'll mm-hmm. think of my identity. Oh, like, well, I'm a husband. I'm a father. Right. My point is this. I think that's where I would say. The like, idolatry part. We find our identity in our kids. Yeah. A lot of parents do. And maybe not mm-hmm. all, but a lot of parents, yeah. they live vicariously through their kids in sports Ooh, yeah. or, or whatever mm-hmm. they, everything about their kids. And, you know, it, it's, it's fun to be proud of your kids and to, and, you know, be excited about your kids, but it can be taken to the extreme where that is your whole world and you, it's unhealthy because your kids don't even see that you have your own life. Your life mm-hmm. revolves completely around them. So there has to be a change in your own life to stop idolizing them carefully. Yeah be responsible and mm-hmm. stop idolizing them. Mm. Yeah. Easier said than done. Easier yeah. said than done. But you too, especially as a youth pastor yeah. and as a, a youth coach, you've got to see that in parents where it's yeah. like, holy cow, especially in sports. Cause both of you guys have that a pretty decent sports background. And yeah. so you look at that and it's gotta be where you have parents, like they are living through their kids, athletics, go to a freaking mm-hmm. kid's sporting event. I it's crazy. That. I did that with my son. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. one of those guys. Isn't yeah. that wild? Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Absolutely. You find your identity yeah. in your kid and it's like their performance affects your spiritual health let alone your yeah. mentality and your being yeah. angry and all these things yeah when and even yeah. when you get older you kind of take like is my kid successful is he not successful successful and then i can brag about my kid's success to my friends like oh yeah they're doing this they're doing that they're awesome you know they got so many things they're doing and and i yeah. think you know i think that that's you know in some ways can be can be tied to that is yeah. that we're I think there's a fine line between being proud of them and then idolizing them, I guess. Yeah. And I, I, I get what you're saying. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to walk that line because I am yeah. proud of my kids and yeah. I do idolize them, but I also worry. So it, mm-hmm. it, it all comes back to your family, right? Yeah. Constantly. That mm-hmm. is like, um, that's exactly, like I said, I was driving where we never, you know, we don't have a topic ahead of time, but I was thinking, you know, last week we talked about prayer. What is my prayer life? And it is mm-hmm. literally, I can be on a walk with the dog. I can be watching a, a movie in the middle of a movie in the movie theaters. And then I'll have a thought about one of my kids or I'll want to know what they're up to. Or I'll look cause my kids are away in college. And then I'll think, you know, I'll, I'll worry about like, Oh, is my son somewhere or whatever, you know? And then I, I all of a sudden fall into this the worry, which we've already said is sin. Mm-hmm. Then I start praying and I'm like, geez, does God look 
and think like, okay, guy, calm down. I'm sovereign. Mm-hmm. I got your kid. Stop idolizing them. Put, you know, yeah. you know, there's other things to pray for. We can have a better relationship. I, I'm, I'm kind of right. Yeah. Dramatizing it a touch, but I'm, but I mean, yeah. it's real. I'm, I'm kind of almost constantly in that place. Yeah. Well, I think the, uh, one of the things we can ask ourselves is, is, you know, like, like who does this give me, does this give me more value? Do I feel more valuable when my kids are doing well or when my, mm-hmm. you know, son or daughter, or do I feel, do I, do I gain, do I gain significance, more significance for that when my kid's doing well or, or whatnot? Or, or am I just like, man, I'm so happy, you know, for him. And, and that can kind of go to our, is that who we are? You know, am I getting significance from this? Uh, you saying that makes me laugh because I can even Christianize it. And here's an example. As I sat with a group of individuals, believers at a church talking about church stuff, and they were asking mm-hmm. me a few things and just about my background briefly. And do you know what I did is I, I Christianized the bragging about my kids by pointing mm-hmm. out that, you know, my kids, they go to two different churches. And I've talked about it right here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I really love and I am so blessed by the fact that they both have their own spiritual walk and that they are attending a Christian church. And But when I was talking about it, even with that group, looking back, you just made me think of it. I almost basically just Christianized like, oh, my kid's on the starting on the basketball team or my daughter's the principal ballerina. It's almost the same concept of, mm-hmm. oh, my, you know, they're attending church regularly you know, almost bragging about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess that's what you're saying, that fine line. And I don't mean yeah. that. Yeah. I don't like the word fine line personally. Why do you say that? Because I, I talk to a lot of parents. I talk to a lot of people about, and they always brag. Uh, they're proud. They're proud of their kids. Yeah. I am too. And I, either consciously or subconsciously, I, I try not to talk about me or my kids. Yeah. And I think that's, that's even a, uh, I don't even think it's good the way I'm thinking of it too. Because I'm like, yeah. ah, I don't want to make it about me. But in the back of my head, I do want to make it about me not making it about me does that make yeah. sense <laughs> does that make sense we're fun yeah. like, people, people are fun yeah. right I'm, like, I'm not gonna talk about yeah. myself or my kids i'm better than you yeah and i'm like but i do like hearing about their kids <laughs> does that make sense i'm like oh, i think it's great i'm like i think it's awesome but yeah. i'm like i'm not i'm better i'm not gonna talk about me or my kids so even in, but in the back of my head i know i'm doing it out of some sort yeah. of holier than now type does it make sense? Oh yeah. man, we are so <laughs> double-minded, aren't yeah. we, people? Yeah. That's a biblical concept mm-hmm. of our, mm-hmm. our own internal struggle, the old man and the new man and mm-hmm. the spiritual life versus the carnal life, if you will. It's yeah. a nonstop struggle. Yeah. It's how mm-hmm. goofy. By the way, yeah. any listener, don't be be proud of your kids. It's fine. Yeah. Share yeah. their kids' accomplishments. Don't I misinterpret her, when parents do tell me about it. I love hearing about yeah. it. I think it's great because they should be proud of their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially if they're doing good and they're they're good kids and they're they're making their way in the world and they're doing yeah. it in a in a Jesus centered life. Does that make sense? But I'm the yeah. one who's like, they're like, how about you? I'm like, yeah, they're good. You yeah. know, but I really want to, I mean, I'm chomping at the bit to be like, Oh, my son does this, this, and this, my daughter, this, yeah. and this. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not that. I'm not, I'm good. You know what you <laughs> said? You said they're making their way in the world today. Takes everything <laughs> they got. <laughs> well, uh, no inside jokes. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> but that's I mean, that's what, how, yeah, that yeah. just came to mind. You did that yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's another good story. The, the difference that that's kind of what I brought up. Do we draw significance from them? Is because if we draw significance from them, like that we, we feel more valuable from them, then I think that shows that our heart is, is really I, I, idolizing them. Yeah. But if I'm sharing something with someone, then, and they're sharing with me, like we can say, like, man, like, look at our kids. That's great, but it doesn't change who I am. Like, I'm not feeling wor- like I'm not feeling worse about myself because my son or my daughter isn't doing something. Right. 
you know, they're making a decision. I, you know, especially when you get older and they're, they're, you know, 19, 20, 21, like they have, you know, they're making those decisions. It's not me making those decisions. And, mm-hmm. and we can, you know, if we feel worse about ourselves in that scenario, then I think that shows that we're idolizing, I think, them. Because our relationship, like, you know, I think that's kind of where I'm at is when you have kids and they start leaving or what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, our identity isn't wrapped up in their success mm-hmm. and our who we are isn't wrapped up in them. And that thing, but but I think oftentimes it is like it we is, can yeah. say that it is. Yeah, I see that. We're talking specifically about kid, but here's something interesting. This this applies, by the way across the board to any person Mm. who finds their identity in their career, the single guy who is a single young cop and he doesn't even know he's anything but a cop, right? The super cop kind of mentality or the wife who's so proud of her husband is the physician down the road or the husband whose wife is the CEO of the hotel. Mm. And you, as you talk to them, you recognize that that is where they're at. Oh, my wife is, and she's an attorney. She's the, you know, it's one thing to start there. It's when you start to recognize as you're having the conversation that, oh man, their entire household identity is tied up in the position, yeah. a job or a position. Right. It can be the same as the way we look at our kids and find our identity in those things yeah. and idolize those things. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just don't want to, you know, it, well, it, it can thing, apply right? to all of these things. Yeah. I mean, even with your, your spouse or it's like, oh man, she's the hottest woman on the street, you know, like, and, and we should think that way, but right. the, to draw like be like well you know to have that significant our significance as well can be selfish and uh and is self-focused and it's not building others or it's not thinking like man because it's not bad to say like wow oh, there's cool people on the street um <laughs> there's cool people i live, live next to you what i'm trying to get at is, is that um sometimes we can do the same thing like just because we look better than someone else or that person has well, a different health okay. ailment relax that. i know you're staring at me but it's okay i mean i'm saying <laughs> like, a, no 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 you guys you guys have great beards like i i could never do that so i'm I, because you're 12. I feel worse about myself <laughs> you're only 12 years old don't worry it'll happen okay all right all right one day one day i'll get a beard thank you I feel, when like started, I feel built up. Alan, when Seth starts talking about like people on the street, you know, and all this, m- my mind, because I'm a child of the 80s, I go, I immediately, I don't know why, but I picture like movies like Breaking and stuff like, on the street, like people on the street, Beat like, Street, Beat Street, like hidden yeah. on the street, you know? Yeah. I mean, like down the road, like different house on this street. Oh, hey, I don't know. Something. I'm just sharing like, well, with you. This, in that context, that's what I was going for. Okay. Well, other times I say like on the street, like I'm thinking like you know someone that's on the corner or they're just walking around or maybe they're homeless. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, this this context is okay. all right. Um, but uh, um, I do want to say that when we come when we talk about our marriages too, like we can we're going to be bringing that up in the next few episodes and our families and mm-hmm. and we can often draw significance from those kinds of relationships. Yeah. Um, funny you say that because I literally wrote that down. I keep a little notepad in front of me. And that's sort of, we're talking about our kids, talking about, you know, Alan has uh, an exposure as coaching and you see parents, different parents. You as a youth pastor, you see the different parents and maybe they idolize their kids. Maybe they don't, but they have a lot of input into their kids' lives, praying over our kids. It just got me to thinking like when you are married, when you're in a marriage, a partnership like that, you're both bringing this baggage and these mm-hmm. different ideas and that's a whole nother ball game on how you manage that. Like just coming into like, you know, your spouse maybe comes from a father or a mother or a family that idolized the the sports or the athletics within that home. Like I know kids whose dad is a, a softball coach, college level softball coach. And so all the girls are high level athletes, but that is literally the identity of the home. 
but the mom wasn't from that, but bought into that. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We now, we kind of come together with our wives and we have kids Mm -hmm. and we both bring backgrounds that are different entirely. You know what I mean? And so now you got this merging of how do we now fall in line with the word of God, which is, which is what we're so proud of Seth for, because you're so intentional. We always talk about that. Whereas we were, (laughs) we're, all of us are a work in progress, but looking back, even though I was raised that way, my wife wasn't. And so there's just a, you know, it's just a daily kind of different process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel, well, with my wife, uh, we got married at 19. So we kind of grew up together. I feel like yeah. in even this walk that we're on now, we kind of doing it together. Does that make sense? So I don't know if it's different than you, way different than you or not, but her and I together, like we started going to church together. We started like doing small group together. Yeah. So everything we do now is together. And we grew up like we weren't Christian when we first got married. You know, we kind of lived for the world, live for money, live for whatever we could do to, you know, we make ourselves happy, <laughs> yeah. not God. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool to do it with her. Yeah. You know, like I said, in the last episode, now we start praying together. We start, in, you know, makes us feel better. We're growing together even mm. at this age. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I actually hope this next episode, let's talk about that. Just sort of yeah. growing together with our spouses, maybe share a tiny bit on that and, and yeah. talk about just the walk, how you all of a sudden have a walk that's not just your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not also, only intentional for your kids and your wife, but also together. Mm-hmm. You know what I also want to do? Let's talk about the story behind that song that you were just singing. Oh, maybe you better share that one next. Maybe we open with that next week. Because I don't like doing inside jokes on there because people are like, what's so funny about that song? But yeah, there was a story behind it. And uh, we'll go with that next week. We'll start it. That's a good idea. Because that was one of the funniest. I'm days. too young to know that song. Yeah, you don't even know where the TV show of that song. What's, a, what's that? The Facts of Life? No, that one. Is, no, wait. Oh, no. That one is Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, which one were you singing? You take, I was singing take Cheers. The good. Yeah. Uh, you were thinking of you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both in there. Best facts of life. And then no, the okay, listen, we're gonna have it cleared up before next week, but <laughs> the other one was um making a way in the world today. Oh, that's right. That's what I was thinking of. Anyway, beautiful. The other one though, you know what I that's expect? what it reminded me of. No, that's just what that's the one I said. That's why you're gonna share that story. Mm, that's okay. fine. But listen. Any listeners out there that are uh, record studio executives, as I'm sure that there are. Well, I'm going to edit that part out. No, what? <laughs> they, you know, clearly uh, I have a voice. You're, for, you're talented. Yeah. So well, if I could do. have Scotch Tape do some of the background rapping stuff. and Yeah. He was supposed to do our intro years ago. Nice. <laughs> I just uh, talked to a friend, my friend about it, okay? okay. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> So we'll right, get it's a good thing you're season three, three really season quick. Three. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up. I think next week we'll start talking about maybe some wife stuff and being intentional. Yep. Try to be more like Seth. And I got to okay. go not find out why my more dogs like, keep more barking. Like Jesus. <laughs> What'd you say? Be more like Jesus, not Seth. Oh, yeah. Well, Damn. same. No. Well, I guess Paul said, Paul you're, did say, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. So yeah. that you're like Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he changed his name. <laughs> All right. We're done. Talk to you guys next week. Next week. We'll come back. I got to go blow my nose and more stuff. Like that.